Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. And last week, we talked about a very popular car. As you guys know, the Z Proto was announced by Nissan. And people were very quick to jump on to renders of this car, which yep. is crazy. I didn't, I didn't even realize this. Like the date, literally the day it came out, mm-hmm. I saw on Instagram, people were already doing renders of it. Yeah, I saw a lot of them that were like kind of like rehashes of the old one. And I, I thought that was really cool, right? They kind of just slapped a lot of like the older parts on it, like the smaller mirrors on the fenders, uh, the, the fender flares, that kind of stuff. Very popular on the old Zs. And it was actually really cool to see a lot of people make renders out of that. Right? It's kind of like a perspective of what we expect to see from this prototype. Yeah, and people people got really creative with it too. Like like yeah. my favorite is like the the mirrors from like the old 240s. People yeah. put that on, yeah. which is really cool, you know. I think this body style really fits well with those mirrors. But yeah, like there's all kinds of renders out there. It's crazy. Like people have done like full stance renders like put this thing on bags and like nice three-piece wheels and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I I think the most interesting one is the Nismo for me because we all know that Nissan's can do something with it. Obviously, when, uh, like, I mean, three years down the line, they're obviously going to make a Nismo version of this car. Obviously, they made one for the 370Z. I can definitely see them making it with this car as well. And obviously, just from the renders, it, it kind of shows, like, little insights of things that we've seen on, on the Nismo 370Z as well. Subtle details, uh, changes, and obviously more power. I think what people are really looking forward to is like the final design. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have their opinions on the design. What I've seen through the renders is that people have really expressed how they want this car to look. Like you see a lot of the renders, they have like different body style. I think more specifically is the front bumper. Like I know a lot of people think that the bumper is kind of plain to be honest. Like yeah. I feel the same way. It's kind of plain. There's not much going on. Yeah. But like Randall said, like the Nismo version, like the renders we've seen, yeah. it adds a really nice aggressive and like sportier look to the front end right. of the car. I think one of my favorite renders that I've seen is it's actually the one that you sent me and it's very like retro Nissan like it has a lot of carbon fiber parts I would say like there's like really nice wide fender flares on it you know carbon fiber hood it has like the side mirrors on the fenders like the 240s had Mm -hmm. and you know it just has a wider stance that we're really used to on the 370 and 350Zs which is really nice and I think I mean we don't have a scale to really compare this the Z Proto to but by looking at this render I feel like this is what the car should look like. And I feel like people are going to modify this car to look exactly like this render. Yeah. Or very alike. Yeah. Right? Keeping the modern touches still in there. Yeah, exactly. I really like the wider stances that people have been doing to this car. And I think it really kind of adds to Nissan's history of the Z lineup. Right. Exactly. And I, I think the actual body lines are very similar. I mean, we discussed it last week. They've kind of taken a little bit of each each uh, generation and they kind of stuffed it in there. Because the body lines are so similar, I, I can definitely see this car being a complete replica of any generation, essentially, right? Like the 300ZX, I can see someone building it to that spec. The 240ZX, I can definitely see that too. And obviously the 350Z even, right? You can, I can definitely see them, someone replicating the designing because essentially they've taken a little bit of each generation. Yeah, and obviously Nissan, they haven't really released a whole lot of pictures of this car. You know, we've seen like the the press release photos of the car in the yellow and in renders, people have actually changed the color. And I think this car, I think, I feel like the yellow is their signature color for the Mm -hmm. car. Like, you know how on the older models, they had a signature color for each version of the Z. Mm -hmm. I feel like this year they're going to try to push the yellow, which I mean, it looks really good. It's it's a banana, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, But I really like it in white. Like I've seen a lot of these renders in white, especially the Nismo version of it. Mm -hmm. It looks really good in white. Yeah, and it kind of looks like the old classic one. Uh, A lot of people 
have kept that old designing and kind of used over fenders that black over fenders so i can again i can definitely see a lot of people replicate that designing yeah exactly and we've also seen like really unusual renders as well like one Mm. thing i'm looking at right now it's a shoot and break version of the z proto which it's basically like kind of like a hatchback it has that extended (laughs) roof line all the way to the trunk yeah i've seen that one i mean it looks kind of weird let's be honest (laughs) yeah it's like that ferrari right yeah yeah i mean there's also some other ones like uh, a sedan which is kind of weird they also have an suv (laughs) but more practical there's a convertible yeah. right and we you know we've seen the z it's been pretty popular in like the convertible market i'm assuming nissan is probably going to build something along these lines and it'll probably look very similar to what we, we've seen in renders right now yeah for sure but anyways in the past week have you seen all this cscs coverage on instagram it's crazy yeah it's, cscs last week was insane like it was crazy i went to it and i was just shocked by the amount of people that were there yeah honestly it, it looked pretty big i was obviously busy couldn't actually make it to the cscs but it looked huge just from pictures yeah i was i was really shocked at the turnout like especially because like just before that i think the day before the premiere i think he announced that there are limited outdoor gatherings mm-hmm. right which was i mean i was kind of worried that cscs would kind of be dead or they would cancel it overall but yeah when i pulled up like it was crazy like i've talked to a lot of people there and one person said that this is like the most people they've ever seen at a cscs event which is insane. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are just kind of like tired of being stuck indoors. Yeah, after, they want to get like, outside. All summer. And this is also the season finale. Yeah. So they had like a show and shine. They had drift, drag, and time attack, mm-hmm. right? So there was a lot going on. I think one of the biggest parts of uh, CSCS that everyone kind of looks forward to is the drifting. And I've been seeing a lot of videos online of obviously Drift Jam and all of these other groups that kind of bring out the cars, even to CSCS. And it, it actually looks very lit. What I've noticed going to like CSCS over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. the time attack and their drifting is huge. Like that's like what a lot of people go for. Like, like they have a whole schedule laid out and like usually the track is usually full of people all mm-hmm. day. Yeah. It's crazy. Like a lot of people enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy it too. Like the drifting is really cool. One thing I noticed though is that they don't really have a whole drifting competition. It's kind of like just open drifting. You could just go and just slide around, whatever. Yeah. I would like to see more of like a competition aspect to that. But I think like CSCS, they're more focused on racing. So they have time attack is like huge for them mm-hmm. as well as the drag strip. And this this event too, they also had max attack. So if you don't know what max attack is, it's basically like a free for all. So like anybody could go on the track and they just race around. There's basically no rules as to as of like driving and racing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like they usually don't do this, but they did it for this event and it was crazy. But yeah, aside from that, like the, the drag strip was pretty crazy too. There was this um, red super. I think you've probably seen him on Instagram. It's Sam. Sam. Yeah, I think yeah, his name yeah, is Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This thing is crazy. He, he was running like high sevens all day on the quarter mile. Yeah, there's like rumors going around that uh, it's one of the fastest street legal supras. Crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that I've heard that too. Like th- this car, is, it's insane. And the fact that it's street legal too kind of blows my mind. The amount yeah. of power that's in that thing. Exactly. And he could drive it legally on the street. Kind of shows that reason why Supras are kind of hyped up. But very cool. Very cool to see. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy to see it in person. Like, you yeah. have to see it in person to really experience right. how fast this car is. Exactly. But yeah, the drag strip was, like, pretty crazy, too. Like, I heard the announcers, they were saying that, like, basically all day there, like, a lot of people were hitting, like, eights. Like, eight-second cars. Like, the, like ten-second cars is not the normal anymore. Yeah. It, a lot of people are cars. going for, like, eight-second cars and, like, less than that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it, it's crazy to see, like, the amount of power people can push from, like, all different kinds of cars. Right. And it, it kind of goes to show that our car 
community is actually growing, right? People are actually spending the money, modifying their cars to run that kind of time. And it it's actually makes me super happy because when I first got into cars, none of that shit was over here. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I've never seen anything like that yeah. over here before. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see that, you know, CSCS is getting that to that size where it's very competitive with shows and like drag events in the States. Yeah, definitely. And aside from that, too, like the the whole show and shine part portion of the show was also crazy, too, because I think this was probably the only event that was happening this weekend or last weekend, I should say. And I mean, mainly because of like the whole thing with the restrictions of the outdoor gatherings, you know, the track being a business, they were allowed to have an event this huge. Right. So I literally seen like most of the cars i see at car shows in the gta over there yeah. and even on instagram too like when i went home almost every one of my stories that i've seen like is from cscs which is crazy yeah it shows you like the the amount of people that this event attracts especially being like the season closer right i, I think having a short season because of covid really had something to do with it though yeah uh, definitely yeah, because a lot of people didn't really start coming out until they saw that the numbers were going down and all that right obviously the numbers started coming up again <laughs> yeah right i always miss these the best events but I, oh well better luck next year <laughs> all right speaking of about events so something very popular obviously we talked about this a couple of weeks ago i think right yeah h2oi canada um so obviously we've seen many many stories of the states events already going live it's pretty much a shit show literally they, they've i mean they i don't think they closed down the highway um uh, to let people in but they are be cracking down heavily in the states and essentially any car that's modified even like a little bit of poke on your tires they're impounding you just to start off it's occurring in canada and us so like mm-hmm. obviously the canada one's kind of like a knockoff version of it yeah but to start off with that like we talked about it before like i'm pretty sure that's gonna be a shit show just yeah. this weekend they're both gonna be shit shows yeah but like the canada one Honestly, that's just going to be terrible, just to say. Like, their Instagram account got shut down. Yeah, like, their original Instagram it, it account. It has to do with the pandemic, right? Yeah. Right? It, uh, the government doesn't really want that shit happening. They've said no large events, and technically, this would be a large gathering, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't I don't know what's, like, so hard to follow about the whole gathering thing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to these events, like, just don't participate in these kind of car meets car shows whatever you want to call this mm-hmm. um it just kind of ruins it for everyone like the co- yeah. the car community as a whole is going to get a bad name just because of this event oh f- for sure i think i mean even at this event i've heard people already getting pulled over right yeah exactly. there's going to be a large opp presence right again it, it's it's not because of your car it's because of the pandemic honestly like i'm just kind of afraid that this event is going to ruin like Quasega, like the whole community mm-hmm. like i like Wasega beach like it's really nice to go there in the summer and like to have an event like this i know it's gonna piss a lot of people off there yeah exactly and i feel there's gonna be a lot more restrictions when it comes to like events in Wasega. yeah right? in the future yeah and we've seen posts like online of like opp they're they're ready they're ready for these people you know they're gonna impound whoever they can if they do anything bad you know they put in speed bumps at parking lots too yeah to kind of deter people yeah and like i said before like their their instagram account got shut down and they said for unknown reasons but let's be honest they probably got reported or like police caught on to it or something yeah definitely i think that it's not even about you know pandemic anymore it's about the heat right a lot of people are going there yeah it's whatever right as long as you keep your social distancing you should be fine but the main issue is it's a large gathering right and it's not permitted. So really, it's it comes down to whether you want to take the risk or not, 
Because that, literally, that's what it is, right? That's what is the same thing that happens in the States event. For those that actually end up going, want to take the risk, they end up going and they end up catching like impound t- uh, fines and tickets and whatever. It's honestly expected. Like it, you have a legally modified car. Um, you've We've obviously seen police really crack down on modified cars. So going to a place where there's so much heat and you already know there's going to be that much heat there. It's probably not the smartest thing to do. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think honestly, like the people who are going there, they're just going for clout. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think people like, obviously, a lot of people go down to H2Y, like the real one in Ocean City, because I mean, it's a good time. You know, it's yeah. a good event. You know, a lot of car enthusiasts, real car enthusiasts go to this event. But I'm looking at the Instagram account for the Canadian version of it. And like half of the cars like I've never seen before. I don't even see like some of them aren't even modified. Right. Yeah. And I feel like these people, they're not real car enthusiasts. These are people who are just going down for like clout or they just want to go to be part of H2Y Canada, whatever they want to call it there. Mm hmm. And I feel like it's not a true representation of the Canadian car culture. No, definitely not. I mean, there's a. I think the the CSCS event was a better representation of our car culture rather than H2Y. Like, let's be honest, right? It, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a much better event. It's more planned, and I think that's what H2Y was before, right? It was heavily planned. Yeah, because it was an actual car show. Before. It was an actual car show. Yeah, exactly. And I think them repli- trying to replicate it, it doesn't really make sense up here. Right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. try to build your own thing, but try not to replicate because, like, it doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it, and it never works too. Like, yeah. we see a lot of people try to replicate stuff from the states here, and mm-hmm. it never works out. Like, you can't replicate stuff from the states, especially from like mm-hmm. like events like H2O Y or like some of the bigger car shows like Tuner Evo or mm-hmm. Slammed Enough, all that exactly. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. You can't replicate that kind of stuff up here. And I feel like looking at the Instagram account of this page, I feel like a lot of people going to this are like huge supporters of To Takeovers. Yeah, I can see that as well. I've been. I mean, I don't really follow them not religiously at least but it seems like a lot of the comments are supporting that kind of behavior not surprised we've been seeing the growth of takeovers in the last couple of years so it kind of makes sense it's not the smartest thing to do uh, especially in Wasega, where like let's be honest not that much space to do that kind of shit yeah exactly and i mean it kind of makes sense like to takeovers like it's it's literally a bunch of like immature people just like mm-hmm. shutting off intersections calling it a closed track yeah i don't even know how that works <laughs> um and doing donuts like come yeah. on you think that's mature you think that's yeah. like what adults real car enthusiasts do yeah. and like going to this event in wasega beach that's exactly the kind of behavior they're gonna be doing there and you can see like on their instagram like a lot of people are bashing them but they're literally their response to everything is just full send that's the response like opp <laughs> literally put out a bulletin about this event and they said they're gonna just full send all week yeah not really shocking but at the same time it hurts <laughs> It hurts our community in general. When we first, you know, started to mod cars and everything, and we really started going to car shows, car meets, and everything, it was much more civil, right? There wasn't, like, hoonigan. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I kind of miss those times, like, before all this drama came out when, like, the heat on the car community as a whole. Yeah. I think when people started doing, like, crazy shit at car shows and meets, um, that's kind of where it escalated. Yeah, yeah, where it all started. But honestly, I have to give credit to the Premier of Ontario. He did a news conference, and he actually called out all these people who were doing takeovers, Call him Yahoos. Yeah, even the premier knows what's up. He, yeah, he 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 he. I'm guessing he's into cars, right? Yeah, I assume. I think he he actually clarified that like a lot of the people who are doing these donuts and like blocking off intersections are not the people who are doing show and shines going to the car shows and stuff. Yeah. Which is nice to hear from like someone of his authority. Exactly. It kind of shows that, you know, we still have someone in the government that supports us. Yeah, exactly. It's like for a while, it kind of felt like government versus car enthusiasts, right? Mainly because of how bad the community has gotten. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's some goods. There's a lot of goods in the car community, right? Especially in Ontario, uh, because we keep expanding. But it has went south as well. I feel like there has been a lot of negative impact because of like takeovers and like a lot of full send mans uh, just, you know, in, in a parking lot hitting posts. Yeah, and curbs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to see our premier kind of help us represent what real enthusiasts are. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, it was really great on him to see it. And I, I was actually surprised that he actually was able to distinguish two different people, mm-hmm. like car enthusiasts and then like these yahoos, like he likes to call them. Honestly, I think he needs to just repeat that to the law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Like they need to learn that like we're all not the same. We're literally two different people. I think the police really needs to know the difference, right? It's kind of their job, but they most of the time decide to categorize all people that like modify cars into one category yeah for good for good or worse and obviously i feel like they need to start actually cracking down on a, the different group the people that just do takeovers right like that those 500 car well they say there were 500 cars there right um i think that was that mega meet uh, yeah i was just gonna mention that the mega meet last week um that that event like i think we were actually planning on going to it but like plans change mm-hmm. but that thing got moved around a lot just because of the heat yeah and eventually like cops claimed that they shut it down they shut think, it down yeah i think the, the meet actually ended and people just left so the, the funniest part about that was there was like two different meets happening they're calling the mega meets and because of the regulation that changed no one wanted to take the heat of or the cost of it uh, as being the host so they literally started a new page called anonymous meets and essentially they hosted the meet under anonymous which kind of funny to think about it because none of them wanted to take the heat and literally after that they deleted the page which kind of goes to show that uh, a lot of these hosts don't really know what they're doing unfortunately yeah definitely like i definitely don't condone anything like that especially Mm -hmm. with the new regulations from the premiere i'm not surprised like that that meet was huge like there were a lot of people on the list of hosts and you know the media says that there were 500 to a thousand cars honestly i really don't know because i wasn't there but i'm sure it was huge and from what i've seen online a lot of people are saying that the cops did nothing like they literally went there and they they didn't mind it obviously they didn't like it but they didn't mind the crowd you know everyone was minding their own business people Mm -hmm. were social distancing but as soon as, you know, 10 o'clock came around, people started to leave. I think that's when the media came in and then they said that the cops shut it down. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think the media also has something to play in, like the whole car community feud that's going on right now. But ultimately, like there are groups of people who are ultimately ruining it for the real car enthusiasts here. All right. But on a more positive note, last week, we actually got a lot of car news, mm-hmm. a lot of new models that came out. The most notable one and one that has a lot of mixed reactions is the new BMW M3 and M4. One of the most controversial thing that's going around on the internet is the grill. Like, you know how people say, like, all the cars have a face? Yeah. Like, before the BMW, it looked really aggressive and mean, mm-hmm. especially with the M series. Yeah. This one, it just looks shocked. <laughs> it looks like Scream. Yeah. Because the grill is so big. It can't believe that uh, what BMW did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, like we said before, like, I'm not a fan of it. Like, BMW, they have really interesting design choices over the past couple of years. Yeah. The rear end looks really nice, I will say. Mm-hmm. I think BMW, they've done really good jobs in the past couple of years redesigning their cars. Right. Right. But this whole front grille, it really throws off a lot of the work that they've done. Yeah, most definitely. And it makes sense why they wanted to move on to it. But they've gotten a lot of criticism online because of this. Besides that, uh, I think uh, one of the the main things that kind of interested me, especially in the M3, uh, was the manual transmission. It's kind of cool that they're still 
keeping the manual gearbox in these cars kind of shows that they're they're still keeping the cars sporty especially what we've seen in nissan in the past couple weeks you know with including the manual transmissions i think bmw did a really good job of including the manual transmission option Mm -hmm. in the m3 and m4 specifically because this is like their highest end performance car yeah but one thing i noticed is that the m3 and m4 obviously they're in like their different classes Mm -hmm. but performance is literally the same yeah there's no advantage uh, of buying one or the other Right, obviously, it's a four door versus two door type of thing, I guess. Right. Yeah, but I think the, the, I mean, I'm assuming they'll probably come out with the Grand Coupe of the four series. Yeah. Like they have right now. Yeah. So most likely, it's the same car. It's just size, I guess. Yeah. 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 Just one's bigger than the other. Right. One thing that's kind of interesting about this new refresh is that obviously they have like the different models of the M3 and M4. So the base M3, it comes with a standard manual, which is really nice. That thing, it makes around 473 horsepower and 406 pound-feet of torque. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get the competition version, which is like the highest end M3 and M4, it comes at four, 503 horsepower, but it's an automatic or dual clutch. Yeah, decent amount of numbers. I mean, it's very competitive with you know other cars out there. Obviously, the M, M badge kind of means something. So obviously, people are going to end up modifying these to the max. Uh, we've seen a lot of cars, especially in Brampton. For some reason, people love BMWs. Definitely modify these cars. Cool to see it happen, but at the same time, it's like chill out with the verbal tunes. I think one of the most interesting parts of this car that I've read is that um, it comes standard with rear-wheel drive, but BMW, they also have a new all-wheel drive system that kind of acts like Mercedes Formatics Plus. Mm-hmm. So if if you don't know, like the Formatics Plus, it usually comes on the AMG models, mm-hmm. and it's basically a variable four-wheel drive system so you can change if you want four-wheel drive or if you want two-wheel drive so i think mercedes they call it drift mode Mm -hmm. and this new bmw m3 and m4 also has a similar mode where you could if you option it with the all-wheel drive system you could actually change between all-wheel drive and two-wheel drive which is pretty cool especially if if anyone's going to the track drag strip or something like that right really cool because especially with the drag strip you're gonna want to heat up your tires Um, yeah exactly so you can like do a little tiny burnout just to get them warm yeah, it's nice to see that other manufacturers are kind of adapting this technology that Mercedes has kind of perfected in their AMG models, which I think is a, a huge reason why the AMG models are such a big seller now because yeah. of the Formatic Plus system, because it's all-wheel drive, but you also get the performance of a two-wheel drive car. I mean, none- nonetheless, when this car comes out, we'll see how the public reacts to it. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I've seen mixed reactions. A lot of them are more towards not liking it it's very negative people don't like the new grill whatever but other than that like th- like bmw they put a lot of features in this car even like the interior mm-hmm. really nice the seats are really nice like surprisingly it looks like seats from like a supercar i mean let's be honest most of the people bitching online about it aren't going to be buying it anyways yeah definitely they're not buying right? it <laughs> most of the people that buy these cars are much wealthier let's be honest yeah so we can just discredit their opinions let's be honest <laughs> yeah i think i think that's what a lot of people got to start doing yeah so moving on uh speaking of new cars 2021 acura tlx just got revealed and honestly it's very different from the current generation i personally uh like the old designing but they had to do something with the design because it was not fitting in with the rest of their models. They really did a nice facelift on this car. They went with a, a much sleeker look, very sporty. And the A-Spec, uh, obviously, it does look similar to the old A-Spec, but with certain things different. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I really like the old, well, mm-hmm. it's not really old, but like a couple years old design of the TLX, mm-hmm. especially the A-Spec. It looks really, really good for... Right its age and like the overall lineup of acura 
And I think like after redesigning the ILX, I could see where they're kind of going with the whole design language of their lineup. Yeah. And you know, this TLX, it really follows that. I'll agree. I'm not really a huge fan of it. I, I really like the more beefier look the older ones had. This one, it's very mm-hmm. sleek, sporty look to it. Yeah. Um, even on the rear end, it kind of reminds me of like an Alfa Romeo. Right. Right. It looks very different. Uh, but what I do like is the interior. The interior, they did a really good job of redesigning it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely did a much better job. Uh, I personally went to go test drive one of these for my sister. And I'll be honest, it did not look good. Very outdated features and everything inside. They've definitely done a good job of integrating everything in there. And the infotainment system is the big thing in this car. They've really modernized it and they've added a lot more features. Looking at some of the pictures, like it, it's a huge upgrade from like the pa- the previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they've put a lot of thought and effort into redesigning it. Um, just still, it still kind of looks outdated in a, in a sense. Like for an Acura and the price you're paying, I think it doesn't have a lot of premium features and looks that yeah. you expect from a car in this price range right they're still missing a lot of things right i believe the the main thing that's really pushing people to buy this car is the look yeah right? the, the exterior look exterior look yeah. like it's a, one of the main attractions let's be honest right whenever anyone thinks of an acura they think about the sleek look and the very nice designing right obviously acura is very behind yeah i agree and i think acura they really i mean even though they re- redesigned this interior mm-hmm. it has a lot of features that we've seen from previous cars that are kind of like considered dated features or dated design features like for example like the the screen like the main infotainment screen we've seen a lot of manufacturers implement these really large touchscreen in from uh infotainment systems right mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of buttons like minimal buttons all that kind of stuff this acura they literally have like one small screen that it looks like it pops up from the dash and it's just a, an array of buttons below it for like your climate control you know your gear shifters all there and all that kind of stuff which i feel it's very dated for a 2021 model especially Mm -hmm. i think they could have done a a much better job on that and i feel like whole design team i feel like they're just kind of out of touch with like the current market trends yeah most definitely i don't think uh, acura is actually looking at that because the cars kind of sell themselves let's be honest they don't actually need to even give more features to the people because as as i said before the look is what people actually buy for Acuras, right? Obviously, in the next cu- coming years, they should start focusing on more uh, giving the customers more for the buck, right? A lot of the people are going to start moving towards competitors because they they're not actually getting the value out of this brand. One thing that I really liked about this release was the engine, which comes now with a turbocharged engine. Acura is kind of obviously jumping into the mix and they're really releasing this because everyone else is kind of doing it. Right, we've seen a lot of the cars get a turbocharger because that's literally the trend nowadays. How you make more power? Yeah, we've seen even with Honda too. Like even mm-hmm. the the new Honda Civics, those things even come turbocharged, right? Yeah, the sports. So, yeah, so we we definitely see like the trend in the markets that are going towards the turbocharged engines. Right. Obviously, they can market it as being more fuel efficient, mm-hmm. so that's huge for Acura and overall, like you get a power gain out of it too. Yeah, for sure. I think it's very smart because that's kind of where everything is headed. Uh, Eventually, everything will become electric. But until then, turbochargers are in trend and it's obviously going to keep growing that way. Yeah, since you mentioned electric, uh, last week was Tesla's battery day. So this is their annual conference with their shareholders where they announce all their numbers for the year. You know, they make new announcements, all that kind of stuff. Most notably is the announcement of the Tesla Model S Plaid Edition. So Tesla's introduction of this car is that the only thing beyond ludicrous is plaid. So if you if you're a fan of Tesla, you know ludicrous is like the highest 
tier of their mm-hmm. of their model s lineup so you know the fastest zero to 60 time fastest ex- acceleration all that kind of stuff yeah um you know we've seen a lot of stuff about the plaid in the past couple of years you know tesla has been very open about the information of this car most notably when the take was announced you know porsche really pushed that the Taycan had the fastest lap time mm-hmm. at one of the tracks. I don't remember the exact track. And then I think a couple of days later, Tesla actually announced that they were going to be testing their new Plaid version of their car at the same track. And a week later, they literally surpassed Porsche's uh, numbers. Yeah, which is kind of uh, Elon just flexing his muscles at everyone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Plaid edition is literally a supercar and a sedan body. It's crazy. Yeah. How I compared this is AMG, M, or Nismo, but for Tesla. What they're really trying to do is uh, give everyone a option for the people that actually can afford it. Uh, give them everything, right? The fastest model, the fastest everything that competes with the M, AMG, and Nismo, right? That's kind of what Tesla seem, uh, is, is looking to do, right? Because let's be honest, everyone's kind of catching up now. There's still a couple of years before all these manufacturers start making electric cars. But before that, Tesla really needs to leave their mark, right? Really needs to still be competitive with these brands uh, before they actually enter the market for electric cars. Yeah, and I think Tesla, they really thrive on competition. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen in the past couple of years, you know, they've surpassed their numbers each and every time. Like every time yeah. a new car comes out, you know, they surpass their numbers all the time. Elon just loves making a fool out of people, let's be yeah. honest, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. his favorite thing to do. And, you know, we've seen like a couple podcasts a couple weeks ago we talked about the lucid air Mm -hmm. which i think it had a thousand and eighty horsepowers which was the fastest electric car that i've seen and you know obviously elon being elon he had to surpass that so he made this plaid version with 20 more horsepower (laughs) you know just for bragging rights to say that he has the fastest electric sedan on the market yeah so for anyone that doesn't know the plaid powertrain has it's run on three motors it's one more motor than the dual motor uh, system found in the model s and the x so this essentially is the faster long range and is a more expensive version of the Tesla Model S. Now for powertrain, uh, it's pushing around 1100 horsepower. That's a lot for a streetcar. Uh, yeah, especially for a sedan of this size. Yeah, but hey, Tesla can do what they want, right? Uh, they're the next innovators and I can definitely see them just going above and beyond when it comes to electric cars. They're definitely going to wipe everyone out of business, let's be honest, in the next couple of years. But nevertheless, the, with the 1100 horsepower, this car achieves 200 miles per hour and can accelerate from 0 to 60 in less than 2 seconds. Which is absolutely insane. Like, I've never seen numbers like that from an electric sedan. Yeah, it's, right? it's actually insane. It's crazy. Like, even the Roadster, I think the Roadster is just above 2 seconds. Mm-hmm. Tesla's claiming that this is less than two seconds and knowing tesla like their cars are so techno technologically advanced that they can update over the air yeah. right and you know we've seen in the past where they can actually improve the performance of the car just by an update yeah which again insane crazy and obviously you know with that much power and that much technology it has a hefty price tag to it you know obviously being the most expensive one with all the options it's going to be around $142,000 that's us mm-hmm. honestly i see a lot of people who are just into motorsports or who are really into like supercars and like fast cars purchasing this car just because of its power i don't see families purchasing this car no definitely not i I guarantee that no family is gonna purchase this because let's be honest look at the price i can only see people buying this that can really afford it right someone that's not really a a family person anymore this is kind of like just a hobby um that's someone who will purchase this yeah it's definitely no family car even though it is a sedan performance like this and the numbers it can achieve a lot of people who are really into motorsports are going to purchase this car and i I can already see the videos like this car is going to 
gonna pull up to like drag strips and like racetracks and people are gonna bash on it and then it's just gonna absolutely destroy them yeah i already see it and we've seen that with like previous teslas as well yeah we've seen people just talk shit about teslas and then get wiped yeah clean <laughs> it's actually crazy right but yeah uh, again tesla's just going above and beyond being creative with their their brand um it's kind of like the hemis what dodge does with their cars right throws a hemi, yeah, and, throws everything, a hemi and everything right yep. tesla's kind of like the same thing likes to flex their muscles throws a crazy horsepower numbers out there in an electric car which is crazy yeah and from a from an exterior point of view um and interior i should say mm-hmm. they haven't really released a whole lot of pictures of it um from what i'm looking at here it, it looks basically the same you know that's what we've seen throughout the tesla lineup you know the different trim options visually it doesn't offer a lot of additions which is weird to say the least i I feel like tesla should offer advanced like exterior options when they offer something like this right yeah obviously obviously people that know what it is are gonna buy it anyways but just in marketing perspective i feel like they should offer additional features uh that come with this trim so that it's more appealing to the average consumer Obviously, this is not like a production model of it. You know, they're take they are taking pre-orders for it, mm-hmm. but you know, the design and other mo- and other features of it isn't confirmed. Mm-hmm. So there's still room for Tesla to grow. You know, if people request it, I'm sure Tesla will, will do their best to mm-hmm. kind of accommodate that. But you know, only time will tell. But yeah, nevertheless, I think it's really cool to see Tesla going above and beyond and really showing people that their cars are dope. Moving on to car of the week. So this car of the week is courtesy of Ocean City, mm-hmm. coming from H2OI. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a super rare Toyota Century. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you know us, you know, we're big fans of the big body VIP style cars. Mm-hmm. Um, this car is not your average Century. No, definitely not. So this Century is obviously the basic VIP build. The owner obviously threw bags on it. That's one of the first thing that VIP builds kind of do. Obviously the three piece wheels, uh, which very subtle. Uh, it's more of a tucked look than, you know, fender to lip look, which again subtle and you know what it suits it one of the main things about this is the normal century were like four doors obviously this is this is a limousine so i'm guessing this would be for like high class individuals obviously for those that don't know toyota in japan is known to be very high class a lot of the yakuza which is like the mafia strive to you know have the one of the nicest cars really dump them right like i've heard stories of like old school mafias uh, really like inheriting the static culture uh, obviously this is bagged so we can't really say that this is very comparable to that but in terms of look it, it kind of inherits the styling of that method and obviously it has a lot of the, the subtle touches in inside and out that really defines a VIP car. Obviously, like the, the huge thing about this car is that it's a limousine. It's the long wheelbase of the Sentry, which is super, super rare. Like I didn't even know this existed until I seen this car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just by looking at the pictures, it looks like the owner put a lot of work into this. Obviously, uh, like Ranjo said, it's bagged on some nice three-piece wheels. You know, it's very VIP-esque. And I think that build, it's like the perfect representation of this car. Like the the Sentry, it's, it's huge in Japan. It's like the Rolls Royce of Toyota. And I know a lot of people over here especially don't know a lot of history about this car and what it is. You know, I believe there is one in Toronto, which is like nice restored version of the Century with nice uh, OEM touches to it. You know, mm-hmm. whenever I see that at car shows, I really like this. I really enjoy it. But overall, you know, the, the Toyota Century as a whole mm-hmm. is just it's a beautiful car. And, you know, you don't see them a lot. And that's why I really kind of enjoy seeing this at H2OI. Yeah, it's definitely very cool. I I think the the coolest thing for me, I didn't even know this thing existed in limousine, which kind of goes to show that this 
This is for the very rich and fabulous back in its time. The main thing that kind of shocked me was the, the owner actually ha- does a podcast from his car and he actually has mics set up in the back seat of it, which really cool goes to show that this car is actually used. Yeah, definitely appreciate all like the interior touches he has, you yeah. know, with the whole podcast setup, you know, everything looks OEM, mm-hmm. which is what I really like to see. Like I said before, I, I didn't even know this car existed, you know, just looking at the interior, it looks really, really nice, especially for its age too. Like obviously it has a lot of retro touches. Like I see an old TV in it. Um, I think Ranger mentioned that it also has VCR, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's like super retro, right? I'm sure a lot of people listening probably don't even know what a VCR is, <laughs> right? But I'm also, I also see like a nice wood top which is something you see a lot in old Japanese cars. It's like the real wood. A lot of manufacturers these days like to replicate it, but this looks like real wood inside the car and it has like a nice tabletop to it. You know, there's nice plush center console and all that kind of stuff. Lots of leg room and all that. And the curtains. Uh, and the curtains too, yeah. yeah. I think the curtains is like huge, especially yeah. in a car like this. Yeah. But on that note, I think we're going to end the podcast here. Definitely appreciate you guys listening to our podcast weekly. If you guys have any topics, ideas, or anything like that, definitely hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at Northside Whips or email us northsidewhips at gmail.com. If you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about, including the car of the week, uh, check out the show notes. We'll have everything linked down below for all your viewing pleasures. And yeah, once again, thank you guys for listening for another week on the podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out.